0: that do a show together to talk about life and all the challenges it brings and how we can find a better way forward if we just try. And even if we don't, at least we tried, damn it. Right?
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Exactly. Correct. Wow. I nailed it. Exactly. All right. Thanks. (laughs) Show's over. See ya. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, it's firstdaypod at gmail.com. Send us an email. Yeah, We've been doing the show more frequently lately. Leanne's been covering. I have slipped. But now... I got a better schedule. I don't have to write an article on Tuesdays anymore. It comes out on Tuesdays, so I'm much more capable and able to do this show. The article and writing it takes up a lot of time. So now I lucked out. I did not think I'd tell you why because Eric Cross asked to switch with me. And I said, sure, I'll switch.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks, Eric.
0: Yeah, he said he was having a real hard time and that the schedule would be much better for him if he could write his on Tuesdays. And I said, you know what? If I could write mine on Monday, that'd be great for me. (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. Everybody wins. Yay! Yay! Josh is here. What's up, Josh? Hope you're doing all right, my brother. Today's show is about what? Leanne Society?
1: Uh, it's always about society, but um today it is going to be about where we left off last week discussing um what's the difference like what term do you like to use, mental health or mental fitness? Yeah, why? Or some people well, we started talking about it. I brought it up because I was listening to um, a podcast with Simon Sinek, or it was an interview, and he brought up that term mental fitness and why he prefers that to mental health. I really resonated with it, so I brought it up, but then we were starting to get longer on the podcast last week, um, so we decided to kind of push this over to this week, which I thought would be really fun to continue the conversation. So, wow. um why do I think it would be fun to continue the conversation?
0: Why do we need to talk about mental health versus mental fitness?
1: Because I think there's a difference between it. I really like, so the way that he explained it was with our health, like with our physical fitness, we, if we talk about our health, then if there's anything that's a little bit off, then we think something's wrong. We think something's bad. We think something's you know, in jeopardy. Um, when we talk about our fitness, You know, if we're used to like going to the gym and getting fit um, and we have a bad day, regardless if we slept well, we ate well, you know, everything was really good. And we get to the gym and we just can't push it the way we normally do. When When we're talking about our physical fitness, we just chalk it up to, all right, that's a bad day, a bad day at the gym. You just move on. Tomorrow you try again. You don't think anything of your health. You just think, okay, that was my fitness. It was a bad day. Let's move on. When we talk about our mental health, as soon as we have a sad day or we a sad event or um, we're feeling overwhelmed or we're feeling lonely, all of a sudden we're like questioning our health, our mental health. Oh my gosh, I'm, am I depressed? Am I this? Am I that? And we're not. It's If we look at it as mental fitness, you know what? We're having a bad day. And just chalk it up to a bad day you can, you know, do your introspection and see why you're having a bad day, but it might just be a bad day. And but now that we're having this focus on mental health, we're getting hyper aware of the bad feelings, which are just part of being human.
0: Mm. Well, don't forget about the First Day Pod book club either. That meets every (laughs) Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, right?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Oh. My goodness, it is so good. So we are finishing Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. Um, And this chapter that we're gonna be talking about, normally we talk about a few chapters, we're just doing the last one, and it's all about cultivating meaningful connection and tools and tactics of how to do that um, with people that you don't necessarily agree with, um, that may be a little bit more difficult to have those connections with. so I'm really excited for us to be able to read that and discuss that next Monday. So if you want to join us, we would love to have you.
0: Ooh, we mm-hmm. would love to have you for the book club. I know this uh, book you were reading got you pretty, uh, you know, it really was tough for you. It really pushed you.
1: It was super tough. And um, I was already having a bad day. Um, I was already had a lot that was on top of just my head That's and true. my heart. Sure. And then yeah. when I read the chapter, the chapter was all about dehumanization, about hate, about all of this that ended up being really triggering. And um, I was ready to not go to book club. I was actually trying to ask one of the other people. to <laughs> take. I can't believe it. Um, but that's part of my where I'm really proud of myself for growing because, you know, I would normally push right through it yeah and i I didn't and i reached out for help um and i reached out to have somebody take over for me um unfortunately they were also having a bad day and they (laughs) were looking they were looking forward to coming to book club because they knew that we would be able to um lift them up and and bring them kind of out of it even if it's just for that hour and when she said that it made me realize, you know what? I probably need book club just as much. And what am I going to do? I'm not going to go to book club and then just go and cry in my bed for an hour. So I went and instead I cried during book club when everybody was sharing and talking. Wow.
0: That's stunning information. It really is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was very interesting. I absolutely love our community. I love our book club. I love our group and, um, there's a lot of support there. So the group is not for, it's not for like coming with everything that's going on in your life and, you know, having a stage to talk about it. There's other places for that. Um, But this group is just, we're very, very close. So um, if we're getting triggered by the material, we're able to talk about it. And I think that's really special.
0: Yeah. If you're really having a tough time and then you get an opportunity presented to you where you're scheduled to talk with people, about a book, but really it's more about what the book represents about our everyday life and how we can learn or the mistakes that we make are natural. You got to take advantage of that. I was really thinking that the whole time when you started book club, I was like, oh, I wish I told her, you should really take advantage of this, don't shy away from this, lean into this. As uh, some woman at Facebook said a long time ago, lean into it, uh, stupid now, but at the time people thought it made sense, so. Anyways. I probably Face-
1: was Brene Brown. I think she was like one no, of No, I think it was like Cheryl
0: Sandberg no? or some sh- shit oh, like that. Oh, okay.
1: okay. Anyways, it's,
0: it was trash. It's Facebook. doesn't mean anything to our real lives. Josh says, I raise that thought that mental fitness is a part of our overall mental health. And I believe making those cha- connections are more challenging than most of us think. More challenging than most <laughs> of us think, huh?
1: Do you... Josh, when you're saying that, do you mean the connections between like why, what's going on, and what I'm feeling, or the connections of like with other people? I just I'm not sure when that came up in the conversation.
0: Well, mental fitness is a part of our overall mental health, and making a connection there is more challenging than most of us think. Is I believe is what he said, but he'll clarify with his own comments. Just like all of you could do here in the live chat is to say pot at gmail.com, Send us an email. In fact. I was thinking we should start a newsletter. You know, that would be a good way to blast out something every week, some of our thoughts about what's going on. And that way it's more personal. It goes directly to you in your inbox. That could be fun.
1: That would be a great idea. I'm all for that. Also, um, if you're looking to email us at this uh, podcast, you can do that at firstdaypod at (laughs) gmail.com.
0: Did I say, is it safe?
1: Of course you did. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I just realized that my brain after I thought about it. Wow. Mm -hmm. I said first day pod when I did, is it safe recently? So who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, if you want, is it safe? is a show I do with uh, two guys. We talk about everything and anything. If you want to check it out, please do. It's not for everybody. It's not a different side of me. It's just a different show. So all sides of me are available usually at all times. Of course, maybe the time or the side that I provide to Leanne when I first see her sometimes it's not the side she wants. You want to tell them about that?
1: Uh, do you want to tell them about that?
0: No, I want you to tell them about it.
1: Okay, so this is my interpretation of it. Um, so when we first started dating, it was very similar. Um, but now that we've been dating for quite a while, I'm realizing... You're talking about back in 2011? No, I'm when talking first started dating.
0: Okay, just to be clear.
1: Yeah, so correct. So this relationship... Um, It's funny. Nothing has changed on Mike's end. He has handled this the exact same way. The way that I now handle it is very different. So what would happen is Mike um, is open to change, but in the process of change has a difficulty in shifting his mindset from one situation to another. Is that fair to say?
0: One setting to another, one environment to another. For example, this week, last week, sorry, you know, I'm stay over here in America during the week and then I come visit my wonderful lovely wife right there on the weekends yes. in Canada and we had a big event 50 years 50th anniversary for Leanne's parents how about that 50 years congratulations you guys we love you guys that was I mean that's 50 years folks that' something you see every day right
1: yeah it was beautiful I'm so it was happy. beautiful
0: mm-hmm. so I knew uh we we were having dinner last Friday night and I was doing stuff here to uh, get done before I came over. And, you know, I don't have all my stuff. I have some stuff at Leanne's or our place that we rent. And then I have stuff here. And I don't always like to bring it back and forth because I don't want it to look like I'm trying to move all my stuff there, which I'm not. I'm not trying to do that. But border guards can be uh, very intense, no matter if they're Canadian or American. Anyways, I tried to get as much as I could, done. We had dinner at 515, so I hauled. It's about an hour drive from where I'm at here at my mom's. I drive all the way to Windsor, and I show up, and I make it on time for the dinner. And Leanne, out of nowhere, just kind of sidles up next to me while I'm in my car. I'm like, I'm trying to put my pants on because I wanted to look nicer. I had my gym short, standard-issue T-shirt thing going on. And she showed up out of nowhere next to me in my window. I was like, oh. But I didn't say that. I was like, oh, honey, I love you so much. It's so good to see you. What what would you describe the uh, reaction ahead um
1: so old me would have been like oh my gosh what did i do why is he so upset to see me (laughs) why is he not happy to be coming for dinner and why is he not happy to see me we haven't seen each other all week but knew me because I'm now understand that it has nothing to do with me. Now I just realize, oh yeah, maybe I should have just waited because he needs to just acclimate. I think it's just an acclimating kind of process.
0: Well first off, you should always take a picture. If you ever see me like that and you can catch that true fa- I want to see if that looks like if you could ever do that, try to remember okay. to do that. I will Because yeah I've just had I don't know I'm like there she is and we're at dinner. I my actions showed that I wanted to be there. I was there with my actions, but my headspace was still back during the week where I don't see many people. Outside of going to my internship, I'm just uh, at home, not talking to many people, kind of doing my own routine and have a really hard time adjusting when I go see Leanne. And I love her so much. I love her to death. I'm so happy to be married to and loving this wonderful woman. But I, I got old programming and I got routines I learned a long time ago that put me... In this funk you know i was trying to beat traffic trying to get through the border it was rush hour two and and i ran out of time so all these things got pressurized it wasn't like it was hey i'm just had a easy going stroll i'll make it over here to windsor i felt like i had put myself in a situation where i felt rushed and that's usually what that is most of the time but no 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 is that is that what it is well in that case I, it was part of it yeah so. yes and I was I like, "Uh, oh, oh, there's other things I want to do, but there's nothing else I want to do anyways. There's, there's nothing that was really pressing. So it's just a learned behavior. And I learned it from my stepdad, the, the first stepdad I ever had. You know, he would he would come home and his presence was terrifying. It was like, oh, shit, everybody run. Steve's home. Like, that's how we all felt because he didn't want to be bothered. You know, he just wanted to come home and chill. He'd get home about three o'clock in the afternoon right after we got out of school. And it wasn't like he'd walk out the door and we all be like, hey, it set this tone of, oh boy, everybody run and hide. Nobody's happy to see anybody. This is not good. <laughs> so I had that awesome. epiphany about that about five years ago when I lived with my friend Aaron in Maryland because he came home one night and he's like, what's your problem? I wasn't like, I was just like, Ugh. like I wasn't, I didn't greet him hardly at all. He walks to the front door at 11 o'clock at night. I'm just sitting there in the living room and I have nothing to say to him and I'm almost annoyed that he's there. (laughs) So that's when I had the epiphany about how I had learned this behavior when I was younger and we had a stepdad who wasn't very welcoming to us. He wasn't loving to us at all. So at least I understand that now. I do, but I still haven't made the change. So my mental fitness... Need some work. I need to do some exercises, right?
1: That is a big part of it. Yes.
0: <laughs> Josh said, "Yeah, he had his routine, and then you didn't bother him." Yeah, Josh knows he's my brother, so yeah, and you know, that's how he was. So I'm not blaming him, but I adopted that without even realizing it. And I tell you all this because I am certain. Each and every one of you out there has adopted some behavior that you learned that you really don't like about yourself, but you still do it, but you don't even realize it. You're like, why am I like this way? Or if someone has to point it out for you, hey, why am I like this? Why am I so not excited to see people? I should be super excited and jumping around. Yeah, I love you so much. Whatever that is for you. I'm pretty confident, you, I'm talking to everybody out there, you probably got something like that, a behavior that's learned that you need to unlearn. I need to unlearn. I need to unlearn this behavior that I, it was repetition. I mean, think about it. This is why it's so hard to change, end is it was day after day after day after day for literal years. Like all of, basically from the moment we moved in there, from 91 to 98 when I left and graduated high school. So that's seven years of becoming completely locked in, and submissive to this routine. so It makes a lot of sense when you look at it like that.
1: It really does. And I think the fact that you had that epiphany that you were able to like realize that that's where it comes from. And then you were able to communicate that to me and let me know that I'm able to see that through a different set of eyes, because now it's like when that happens, I don't take it personally. I just know that, okay, that's just like a learned behavior. He, he will change it eventually. and you are changing it because even just three years ago, when you would do it, it would be like, it would be a while. Like you would, you would be thinking that way on the way to pick me up, you would come pick me up and it wouldn't be until we would get to your house and then even a little bit into that time that you would still be like grumpy bear. It would be just weird. And it's like, okay, well that'll, I remember Friday nights, we're just like, okay, well this will just be an adjustment and then we'll have a great weekend. Now, The timing gets slower, like shorter and shorter.
0: Yeah, but that's tough to hear. I I, I gotta be honest. Yeah, but it's tough to hear, but it's the truth. Look at this. This is Becca. Josh has adopted that same behavior. Mm. Not surprising, right, Rebecca? Mm. So, you know, Rebecca is Josh's wife, Mm -hmm. my sister in law. So, the question though is how do I change? I can't fix it. Don't use the word fix. You're not going to fix it. You need to identify it, acknowledge it, accept it, just like grief. It's basically the stages of grief. You go through this to make change. The stages of grief are fairly universal to almost any type of change you're trying to make, whether it's behavioral, procedural, et cetera. So for me, I need to be much more aware of it first off, which now that I have a partner that is willing to talk with me, she knows about it and she identifies it as well so now it's more out in the open it's not a secret and maybe from there i can i don't know (laughs) i don't know what the answer is I, i admit that freely i don't have the answer to solving this behavior routine
1: but you are like i've seen a change like i old you wouldn't have been able to go and sit down within literally five minutes of being there and sit down and have conversation with my parents and like chum with the waitress and like, just have a good time. Like that would you wouldn't have been able to do that. So you're getting better. And that's all Thank that you. it matter. Like the other thing is, is so like getting back to the mental fitness versus the mental health, it would be looking at it like, okay, well, this is like a mental health issue. And like, so something's wrong. Like I need to, I need to fix it. That's what you do when you're, when I've got a, a broken arm, you need to go and fix that broken arm. But with the mental fitness, it's just this is just something that you just need to work on. So you just have to do more reps of it, and as you're doing more reps, being aware of what you're doing, then it'll you'll just get stronger in it, and you'll be able to do it, and and then it'll become habit. That's all that it is. I think that's what that's the way that I'm seeing it anyway. I think that's like a big part of it. And if we can look at it that way, then we don't put the pressure on ourselves. Like, oh, I did it again. No, it's just <laughs> I'm sorry, but you can't bench press. Whatever would be a big amount <laughs> uh, right away.
0: 450, that'd be a lot. Yeah. Josh go. says it's harder to get out of that behavior pattern than you would think. More difficult than we may realize. That's fair, Josh. And it could really bump some of us out, which will make us deny it altogether. We will deny our own behavioral routines that we don't like about ourselves because we can't believe that we adopted some awful or just a, not a very positive or even practical behavior. You know, this behavior, for example, but other people out there, you might be so in denial that you can't believe you adopted a behavior for someone that you really didn't connect with. And that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. I, I don't blame, I'm not blaming my, my first stepdad. First step. Yeah, it was there's only been two stepdads. So mom, you know that, Steve and then Marshall, and that's it, but- and, of course, we have a stepmom. She's been the same for 35 years. Lori. Hi, Lori. Josh says it's finding, it's finding a way to adjust behavior patterns. CBT is a method for helping that transition. Cognitive behavioral therapy. It's true. I am a therapist in training. I'll be done in two months. So I know a lot about CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. That's me. Yeah. I Two months and I'll be a partially limited license counselor. That'll be exciting. So do know that. I do have a background in this. It's my... Job, future job. I don't get paid for it now, but I work a couple of days a week doing it. Anywho, yeah, the question is how you change it, Leanne. And so when you talk about your mental fitness, that I think you get a sense of what your mental fitness is when you look at yourself introspectively or you share with a partner. You got to be willing to to be open to suggestions and discussion with people that care about you.
1: It's a big one. Yeah. And knowing that it's coming from a place of love. Um, so if you're having people that are just, you know, getting on you about stuff, then you'll get defensive. Like our defense mechanism is so like ingrained in us that we just like are going to run from anything that we hear. But if we know that it's something.
0: Especially the older you get.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I, it's it's exciting if we can look at it like, challenge and like, uh, like, like a program, like a fitness program. Like I'm going to keep going back to the fitness because I'm really, really liking that idea of it because it lets us off from having this black and white type of look at it because it's not clear cut like that. And like grief, grief, yeah, they have all the stages of grief, but it's not linear. You're going to go back and forth. You could be doing really, really good with this. And then something's going to happen that like I don't know. It's like you have to go to some event that's going to trigger you, and then you're going to be right back to square one. And that's okay. It's just a bad day.
0: Because you had a bad day. Josh says, but these methods are not universal, like taking a painkiller for a headache, for example. Yeah, you're right about that. I was driving home the other day from work, Leanne, and I thought about, oh, my God. Look at all the years that have passed, and I'm still doing the same behaviors. I... Like, it, it, I think I'm a pretty smart guy, a self-aware guy, but I'm not. I'm not because I don't honestly see myself for what I do. I see myself for what I could be or what I think I am. But the, truthfully, I'm not looking at the actual actions and results that are a result of me living and existing in the end. And I th- the reason I thought about that is, you know, I played you an email. My friend Steve sent me some old voicemails of his that he sent. And he had one for me after I got out of rehab in 2016, which was beautiful. It was very, it was a stark reminder. It was like right after I got out of rehab, it's me talking. That was a version of me. That existed. I'm still him. He's still in there somewhere. But, you know, I had some troubles at my internship, you know, over the last year where I I haven't been consistent with showing up on time and following the schedule i admit that freely and i had the exact same problem in 2009 because i got a voicemail from steve where i had talked to him about not understanding professionalism and getting in trouble at the school of ed in michigan when i was an undergrad student at the university of michigan so i called him and i said i was pissed you know people i don't know what it means to be professional you know and i don't get it and i never will and it sounded so obtuse. I sounded like somebody who was not examining his own life. The point being is the actions in 2009 and the actions in 2022 slash 23, they're the same. I'm still doing stuff 13 years later. And I'm not proud of it, but it's I have to be honest about it.
1: Yeah, So, but now you're aware of it, so that's going to be one of the first steps, right? So now you're going to be able to see and and that's the only way that we can make change that's what, like for me with my i'm a big eater i am a muncher all the time mm. and i eat without even realizing it if something's in front of me i'll devour it before i even realize what flavor it was and i've i've been like that for a very long time and now that i write down everything that i eat it's not to put blame or shame on me it's just to become aware of what am I doing and what is going in my mouth? And it makes me aware every time that I go and put my hand into a bag of something, I'll question it. Or you, you've been helping me question it too. But until you have that like stark awareness, you can't make the change. So that's, I'm going to say it again. I feel like I have to say this every single episode, but that's where journaling really comes in to play.
0: You're right. No, you're absolutely right. I make fun of it, but I totally, I recommend it to clients of mine. So I believe in journaling. It's very important. I totally do. Josh says, Leanne, we touched on this topic that Mike is talking about last week. That's what he wants to remind of. Josh also says, this relates to conversation about using the word always and never. And realizing we are doing these behaviors we say we never do.
1: That's right. We did have that. So like, yeah, when we were talking about it, we were saying like, oh i never do this and then you'll turn around and do it <laughs> but the real the reality is is that you for the most part don't do that but if we use never or i always then now you're caught up and looking like you're lying and you're not it's just you're not realizing because we we kind of glaze over everything yeah that's a good point josh i forgot about that
0: oh look at that preview shows connecting to current shows yay man i just I'm not giving you enough answers here, folks, but just remember that you're not, you're not going to be able to make the change unless you accept that there is a change to be made, which I think sounds very simple to people. But I think it gets glossed over a lot. There's a lot of skipping over that part. That's why I say that, Leanne. I want to provide people with actual useful tips and tools that can help them make changes in their lives. And for me to change the behaviors about myself that I fall into because I already learned them when I was younger, we're all a product of all these behaviors we learned when we were kids and during our adolescent years, our formative years. That's where we learned basically everything that we know. I I talked to Taylor Bob on Twitter, by the way, who bought him and his wife, bought Leanne's gifts from Color Street the other day. And then they made a video about it. It was so cool to see on Twitter. That was awesome.
1: I love that. Thank you, guys.
0: Yeah. oh, it was great. Uh, that just made my night, too. And I know Leanne was happy because she was having a tough night anyway, so that had to feel good. But I told Taylor Bob that I must be a fool for following or continuing forth with the same behaviors I learned when I was young and so stupid and mature and clueless. Like, why would I, why would I do that? Why am I following those orders? Why am I following the lessons that get absorbed because of how human development works and how we grow as human beings? All that stuff that happens from birth till 18 or so, all of it turns you into the person that you end up becoming in your adult life. So you have to recognize that, boy, I learned some things about, I learned some behaviors, I learned some routines, I learned some thinking patterns when I was younger without even realizing it that are detrimental to me today as an adult and I'm going to have to actively make an effort to make those changes.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And it's exciting because you get to change it. Okay. You get to change it. I hope so. And I also think like not like if there's a lot that needs to be changed, like, writing it down being aware of it but then Mm -hmm. maybe just picking one thing that really you find is detrimental in your life right now and just focus on that one thing and then you'll get the the confidence that oh my gosh i did change that and you'll change it without even realizing that it's been changed and then move on to the next thing
0: yeah josh says acceptance is the hardest part of anything and also that we are all a continuing work in progress mike you can attest to how i was 10 years ago up until the present there is more to behavior adjustment I can make. There's more behavior adjustments I can make. Yeah, sure is, Josh. I, Yeah, you're, you've are you grown a lot because not just you've gotten older, but you've learned and made mistakes and you've tried to not make those same mistakes again. Just like both of us, just like everybody. We're all trying not to make the same mistakes again and again and again, but damn it, I make them all the time still. Just the same mistakes and routines that I learned. It's not over, but I gotta be honest about it. Anyways, we gotta go. I gotta go. Party's over.
1: Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Hopefully, we'll see you at book club on Monday.
0: Firstdaypod at gmail.com. Please
1: email us. Yeah. Yeah, you did it.
0: Yeah, email us and become part of the book club. It's such a great place. If you have time, you're interested. Who cares what the book is even half the times because you're just going to connect with the whole group. It's become a very tight group of people. And shout out to Michael Smith, by the way. Uh, He was on our show about a month ago. He's got. He's cancer. He's trying to fight it. So I hope you're doing well, Michael. I hope the fight's going well. I'm thinking of you. And that's all I'm saying about that. I love you. All right, thanks everybody. First Day Pod. We'll see you next week. Bye.